service. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Disgraceland is brought to you by Disgraceland All Access. Disgraceland All Access membership is your chance to support the show and get ad-free listening, an exclusive scripted episode every month, and exclusive bonus content every week, plus access to an always-on chat with me and your fellow discos. Visit disgracelandpod.com slash membership or just click on the link in the show notes for this episode. Good morning and happy Monday, Discos. Welcome to our weekly advanced mini episode, the first communique of the week between you and yours truly, the place for us to set the table for everything that we're going to be discussing and listening to this week, specifically this week's special archive release episode, part two of the Notorious B.I.G. coming tomorrow, as always, on a Tuesday, as well as any and all music news relevant to Disgraceland and its many subjects. And of course, this is where we start the conversation that we continue over over voicemail, text, social media, and in our Thursday bonus episodes. All right, this week's subject, continuing to celebrate the 50th anniversary of hip-hop with the re-release of part two of our two-part episode on the Notorious B.I.G. Love how this second part on Big gets into the tangled web of Biggie, Tupac, Puff, Suge Knight, uh, a.k.a. he who shall not be named, Death Row, the LAPD, Real Gangsters, Wannabe Gangsters, Mitsubishi Monteros, Ford LTDs, and Chevy Impalas. You'll know what I'm talking about when you give it a listen. Um, love this episode. You're going to love it too. The number one song in this episode was Wannabe by the Spice Girls, and the number one song in America right now as of the writing of this is Morgan Wallen's Last Night again for 16 weeks, and again, I don't want to talk about the song anymore. Even though with this latest week, the song is now officially the longest-running number one run for a song at the number one spot that is a non-collaboration song, okay? That's like a... uh, just a solo dude or a band just doing it out there doing it by himself. All right. But what do I do? What do I want to talk about? If I don't want to talk about Morgan Wallen's last night, what do I want to talk about? I want to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. So let's get into your emails. All right, let's dive into it. Got an email here from Christian Billman. Hey, by the way, if you hear that in the background, I'm recording this in the middle of a raging storm right now in a little mobile studio. So you're going to hear some rain, perhaps some thunder, but whatever, we'll just treat it as ambiance. Uh, anyways, back to the emails. Christian Billman writes in, just saw GNR in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and they were great. Pretenders opened and they were very good too. Uh, show before the one I went to featured Vary Underwood. Yes, opening for GNR. Turns out she's a huge fan. Do you mean Carrie Underwood? I think you mean Carrie Underwood. Uh, you got to check out clips on YouTube of her set. She covered Pat Benatar, Motorhead, Carrie Underwood covering Motorhead. That I got to see. And a few others I'm forgetting. And then she did some songs with GNR. Sounds crazy, but she was amazing. Check it out. Chris in the 716. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Oh, there's the thunder. You hear that, guys? hear that fucking cool man i feel like i should be recording a black sabbath song 
Um, Michael Riley writes in, uh, hey, Jake, I'm a fan of the show and fellow Massachusetts. Never heard that before. Massachusettsite. Massachusettsite. That's not a word. Uh, Michael goes on to say, I'm amazed at how much content you're able to deliver every week. Well, Michael, I got a great team. Can't take all the credit for it. Do you ever sleep? I do. I sleep well. Uh, Michael goes on to say, I think the modern lovers deserve an episode. I wrote to you about this before, but got no reply. So here's more of the story. I will also leave you a voice message to make sure you got this. So uh, let's see here. Michael goes on to detail this modern lover story. And I think there's something here, man. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to screenshot it. I'm going to send it to my man, Zeth, who I work on these episodes with right now. Boom. We're going to get into it, Michael. Modern lovers. Okay, might take a little while, but we'll get into it. Let's see what else we got. Hold on. Mark Matthews writes in, Hello, Jake. Hope this email finds you well. Wanted to follow up on the message I sent earlier to ensure that you received it. I didn't. Sorry. If by any chance I got lost in the vast sea of emails, it did. I'm sorry. Please let me know. This is me letting you know, Mark. Uh, and I'll be happy to resend it. Resend it, Mark. Okay. Uh, Mark goes on to say, I must say I'm genuinely excited about your podcast and uh, would love to connect. All right, Mark. Well, hey, man, we're connecting. Consider this us connecting. Sharon Rahosh writes in, uh, love Disgraceland, have since the beginning. I'm never disappointed with the content or the quality. All the stories from Rolling Stone Cream and Circus and Crawdad in the 70s. Thanks for putting them all out there again. Can't wait for more 27 Club and Badlands. Is awesome as well. My favorite podcaster. And I'm thrilled everyone else has found you too. How about a story on Nick Drake? Talented and so broken mentally. Thanks again. It's a good idea, Sharon. Appreciate that. We'll look into some uh, Nick Drake for you, all right? Let's get going here. What else we got here? All right, got an email here from Josh Otten. Writes in, subject, binging your series message. Found your show on accident one year ago with the Little Richard episode. I love classic music of rock, country, and metal, so I listened to the Frank Sinatra one because I love Frank. And the Jerry Lee, Motley Crue, Merle Haggard, Johnny Cash, and so on. I understand there's a way of getting merchandise. Well, listen, man, uh, the merch store needs to be updated. We'll get at it. Thanks for checking in, Josh. Thanks for listening. Who else we got here? Another one on the modern lovers. We're going to have to get into that. All right. Marlena Maynard writes in, Dear Jake, your episode on Hank Williams really meant a lot to me. I grew up on country music in West Virginia. Now I live in Nashville where I work as a vocal coach. I didn't know until your episode that Williams had died in my home state or that he had spina bifida. I always knew he had a bad back, but this was the first time I learned that it was congenital. I wanted to share with you, in case you're not familiar, this song and music video by Alan Jackson. The song is Midnight in Montgomery. It's a beautiful tribute to Hank Williams. He's been helping me process my feelings of sadness after being reminded by the podcast of his untimely death. I know this song. It's a great song. Um, thanks for reminding me of it. And I'm sorry that my episode on Hank Williams made you sad, but thanks for writing in. You guys can write in as well. All right. It's easy. Disgracelandpod at gmail.com. Send me your emails on any subject you want, and I will get back to you um, right here in these pre-party episodes, these little mini episodes that we do every Monday. I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be back in just one minute. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Priceline. 
Hey, Discos, it's Jake here. Thank you so much for listening to Disgraceland. Your support truly means a lot to me, and it's because of you that my team and I are able to make this show. If you want more Disgraceland, if you want more regular interactions with me and the community of Disgraceland listeners, or if you simply want to listen to the show ad-free, go to disgracelandpod.com slash membership, or just click on the link in the show notes for this episode. For just five bucks a month, you can listen to every episode of Disgraceland ad-free. Plus, you'll get one brand new exclusive episode every month. You'll also get weekly unscripted bonus content, special audio collections, and early access to merch and events. There are two ways that you can support the show and become a member at disgracelandpod.com slash membership. You can sign up using Patreon and listen to the show ad-free on Apple, Spotify, and most other major podcast platforms. And Patreon members also get access to all the other perks of membership and an always-on chat where I'll be interacting with you and diving deeper into the world of Disgraceland. But maybe you're currently an Apple Podcast subscription listener and you want to just tap into all the bonus audio content and ad-free listening that we're offering. We're also offering this membership as a premium channel on Apple Podcasts. However you choose to join, all you got to do is go to disgracelandpod.com slash membership. Support the show for just $5 a month, five bucks, or sign up for an annual plan and get two months free. Come join me and your fellow discos at Disgraceland All Access by visiting disgracelandpod.com slash membership. All right, we are back this week in Disgraceland Subject History. On August 20th, back in 1988, two Guns N' Roses fans died at the Donington Monsters of Rock Festival, the festival that included not only GNR, but also Iron Maiden, Kiss, Megadeth, David Lee Roth, and Halloween. The crowd was massive, collapsed in on itself. Two people were stomped to death in the chaos. We covered this in the GNR episodes that we did, and we also uh, talked a little bit about the St. Louis fiasco live concert fiasco with Axl Rose as well. Speaking of Iron Maiden, um, I didn't know that Bruce Dickinson had cancer and had recovered from it. Good on you, Bruce. Happy to hear that. Also didn't know just what an incredible guy Bruce Dickinson is. Uh, the guy's, in, you know, flies planes, fences, uh, apparently has his PhD in something or another. Uh, and he fronts Iron Maiden and beats cancer. So there you go. One for the good guys. Love that. All right, back to the disgraceful history. On August 21st, 1961, country singer Patsy Cline. Hey, but you never covered Patsy Cline, Jake. That might be what you're saying, but here's why I'm talking about this. Patsy Cline, on August 21st, 1961, went into the Quonset Hut studio in Nashville to record Crazy, the song that would become her calling card. Four-hour session due to a broken rib. Patsy had to return a few weeks later to lay down the lead vocal, which she nailed in one take. So the story goes. That song, of course, and here's why I'm telling you this, was written by Willie Nelson, who at the time was just a struggling songwriter, couldn't catch a break in Nashville. Thanks to Patsy Cline, suddenly Willie Nelson's rolling in more than just the weed. He's rolling in the dough. You know what I'm saying? We got two episodes on Willie Nelson. That's why I'm telling you this. August 23rd, 1994, Jeff Buckley released his debut album, Grace. 1994, God damn, that was a long time ago, but it does not seem it. Uh, just, just be honest, the album didn't do well. Took about nine months for it to crack the Billboard Top 200. This is at the height of grunge, mind you. Grace was not grunge, not even close. In fact, you couldn't categorize it at all. 
can't really categorize it now, which is in part what makes it so fucking awesome. If you want more information on this, check out our Jeff Buckley episode. Finally, on August 24th, 1981, Mark David Chapman was sentenced to 20 years to life for the assassination of John Lennon outside the Dakota building in New York City where John lives. Here's the thing I want to talk about. Chapman became eligible for parole in the year 2000. He's been denied parole 12 times since then and remains behind bars. His next parole hearing is coming up, okay? February 2024. And uh, I don't know. Is he going to get denied again? I have no idea. But uh, I would say yes. You know why? He's an extremely fucked up guy. Extremely fucked up things going on inside of his head. Mark David Chapman. Here's what I'm talking about. This is from part two of our two-part episode on John Lennon and Mark David Chapman back from season two of Disgraceland. The voices in Mark's head started to gather. The phony must die, said the catcher in the rye. Mark felt himself moving, finally, with a purpose. It was time. He bought a one-way plane ticket to New York City and packed light. Last night, the wife said, poor boy, when you're dead, you don't take nothing with you but your soul. Think. Where did you put those hollow points? The phony must die, said the catcher in the rye. And on the plane, Chapman read and reread The Catcher in the Rye, J.D. Salinger's classic tale of teenage angst and alienation. It was the only thing that comforted Mark these days. In his mind, the book was hardwired to the idea of murdering John Lennon. And just like the book's author, J.D. Salinger, Mark David Chapman would call out the phonies of the world, but he'd do it with a bullet. And in his mind, he thought he'd bring attention to the book that spoke so deeply to him, and thus make the world a little better of a place a little less phony, a little easier to take. It was one of the rare thoughts that calmed him and quieted his internal strife. The gnawing notion that he was a loser, a nobody, and killing the world's biggest phony would make him a hero. It would make him a somebody, and it would provide an escape from this hellish world. Once Lennon was dead, Chapman would be a hero, and he believed because of this, he would literally be sucked into the pages of the catcher in the rye and a new chapter would be written about him. Chapter 27. All right, so creepy. Such a disgrace. I'm going to take a quick break. Back with some musicians behaving badly right after this. All right, we're back. We're continuing to follow this Lizzo story and the alleged accusations uh, from her team, some of her team of dancers alleging sexual harassment, among other things, uh, against Lizzo, which is shocking given who Lizzo is. Uh, the latest is that Lizzo was reportedly being considered to be involved in next year's Super Bowl, either performing the national anthem or during the big halftime show or whatever. Uh, but of course, due to this ongoing controversy that she's this lawsuit she's facing or this legal trouble, whatever it is, uh, she's reportedly been dropped from the running to perform at the Super Bowl. Uh, despite all this, Lizzo, of course, still has her supporters, perhaps most notably Beyonce. Beyonce has a song called Break My Soul. And there's a section in that song where she shouts out a bunch of iconic female musicians including Lizzo. And when these allegations first broke, Beyonce, who's currently on tour in that song, did not shout out Lizzo during that section when she performed the song live, which if you're a fan of Lizzo, you're going, all right, uh-huh, okay, what's happening here? But then just last week at a concert in Atlanta, 
Beyonce once again included Lizzo's name in the song and even added, I love you Lizzo when she got there. So what does all this mean? Fucked if I know. I'm just giving you the dirt on this extremely dirty story of Lizzo allegedly harassing her employees in ways involving sex and body image shaming. The irony is too good not to dig into here. I explained to you guys last week how I love it when a subject we cover goes against type. Uh, this is a perfect example. It's not like I'm like just, you know, uh, you know, happy to see, like it's not a shot in Freud or whatever. I'm not happy to see Lizzo in trouble or anyone in trouble for that matter. It's just that, you know, I want some content and uh, maybe there's a Lizzo Disgraceland episode coming up and this playing against type thing really works in my favor. We shall see. I don't know. Uh, what do you want? Do you want a Lizzo episode? Let me know. 617-906-6638. All right. In other news, Clarence Avant, the so-called godfather of black music, Major player in the music and entertainment business recently passed away at 92 years old. This guy signed Bill Withers, promoted Michael Jackson's first solo tour, helped the careers of people like Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, and Diddy. Lots of people were influenced by Clarence Avant. He was a real deal, a real player. Um, passed away. I know a lot of people are bummed, so I just wanted to give that mention. Also, there's this really weird thing that happened a couple years ago. His wife, I think it was last year, maybe the year before, uh, it was a home invasion at Clarence's house, and his wife was murdered at uh, 80-something years old, which is really, really sad. So rest in peace, Clarence. Uh, 617-906-6638 at Disgraceland Pod on the socials to get at me. Let me know anything you might have on your mind, especially regarding Lizzo. All right, let's wrap this mini episode up. Keeping it tight this week. Got to do that. These are mini episodes, all right? Let's wrap it. Now that we've got a set for the week here in Disgraceland, number one, get ready for the Notorious B.I.G. Part 2 re-release hitting your feeds tomorrow in Disgraceland as we continue to celebrate the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. Number two, I got questions. I'm looking for answers. 617-906-6638. I want to know what's on your mind. All right, let me know what you think of Beyonce offering her support on stage for Lizzo. What do you think of Lizzo? What about this whole thing? Is this fucking real? Who cares? Does anyone care? Do you care? Do I care? I don't know anymore. 617-906-6638 with your answers. Let me know your thoughts on the Biggie episode or anything else relative to Disgraceland. Hit me discos, all right? Okay, B.I.G. Part 2 this week on Tuesday. After Party on Thursday. We're back on Monday with another one of these advanced mini episodes to kick your week off. To land this plane, I'm going to read to you the billboard charts from september 13th 1994 the day biggie released his debut album ready to die one can nobody hold me down puff daddy featuring mace last week one peak position one weeks on chart 10 two wannabe spice girls last week two peak position one weeks on chart 10 Three, Foolish Games, You Were Meant For Me, Jewel, Last Week, Three, Peak Position, Three, Weeks On Track, 18, Number Four, In My Bed, Drew Hill, Last Week, Five, Peak Position, Four, Weeks On Track, You Were Meant For Me, Number Five, Unbreak My Heart, Peak Position, Last Week, Peak Position, Number Four, Weeks On My Bed, Peak Position, Number six on track. Every time I close my eyes, two position. Quit talking and start mixing. Cut it.